Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read Haikyuu Volume 2, because I want to read a bunch of that this year, because it's pretty good. Yeah. Before that, though, we have Shonen Jump, and I thought a much, much better issue than last week. Yeah. Which you may remember I was kind of down on. This one I thought was very, very good. Yeah, I like this one. So to start off, we had One Piece, Chapter 1006, The Honorable Hayagora the Flower. What did you think of One Piece this week, Kevin? I really liked the Hayagora moments. Like, we've got some some of the cool stuff going on with Chopper trying to make the Isonicure. Uh, Marco fighting the bird guy and Queen was really cool. And I guess just some more developments of what's going on in the story. Yeah, it's kind of ironic, because I feel like I really liked everything except the Hayagoro moments, which felt a little bit rushed to me. Not like crazy. Certainly, we've seen plenty of Hayagoro. But it, this kind of noble sacrifice at the end, which he may or may not have actually made, didn't feel as impactful as some of the others in One Piece. But I really like the frantic, like, cut-to-cut of seeing all the other stuff. Yeah. I don't think, like, I think he's going to, you know, he's like, all right, do it. And then Chopper's going to show up and be like, nope, fixed it. Like, that's that's what I have the feeling of, because they didn't actually show anybody. Like, they showed somebody getting ready to do something, but they hadn't even, like, you know, raised their sword up or anything. Yeah. And like we always say, nobody dies in one piece, except for when they do. Yes. So, we'll see. But I still liked, you know, the random, this is like Lao G, where he's like, oh yeah, I just suddenly regained all of the strength of my youth, for some reason. Yeah. I didn't hate that part, don't get me wrong. It just felt weaker than, like... The other stuff, uh, so, there was some, like, not inconsistency stuff, but Sanji seems like he escaped pretty quickly. Again, I buy it, but he seems like he got pretty far away. I Yeah, I went back and... I assume he's running out in that last chapter. He's actually, so he's, like, semi-distracted by Robin being there, and then Brooke makes a comment, Oh, sorry, I froze that section of the floor, and he literally, like, zips through a wall. So that's gotcha. how he got to where he was because uh, i had to go back in the last chapter i was like wasn't sanji with nami and brooke why, why is he like interrogating these random people yeah and also the full moon just being gone seems kind of weird and it kind of is too bad we didn't get to see any of the carrot prospero fight but it is forward momentum so yeah and it like a little bit because he mentions that it so dependent on the weather so i'm assuming because Onigashima flew up into the clouds, maybe it blocked the moon. That kind of makes sense, yeah. Although I don't I don't consider that weather. Like I, I don't like that theory just because of that specific line, actually. Yeah, I I mean maybe maybe it was just a cloudy day, and so it doesn't I, I'm more disappointed that Carrot got jobbed like this than anything. That we didn't get to see her. Yeah, that's true. Fight. Though Prospero is a, you know, pretty good villain that someone can take on. I don't have anyone in mind. Jinbei can come punch him. He's got nothing to do right now. Yeah. Jinbei's a little far away, but I guess Yamato's trying to leave. Yamato could take him. Yeah. Or, well, he also mentioned that uh, he sensed Marco was fighting, so I'm assuming he's going to head into the palace. Yeah. Marco seems a little busy, but... Well, no, I'm not saying that he's going to go fight Marco. I was just more meant... Gotcha. Because Perrin was like, oh, Marco's over there. Maybe he's going to head into the palace and maybe he'll run into somebody. That could definitely be. He can fight Sanji. Sanji's also got no one to fight right now. Yeah. Sanji needs a dance partner. Yeah. And he could go rescue Carrot. That seems in, in keeping with... I don't know that... Yeah, Sanji's met Carrot. That, that all works. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on One Piece? Pretty exciting chapter. Not a lot happened. A lot happened, but that means that nothing big happened, right? Yes. But that's, it was still like a, a fun pace to it. Like something was happening every page turn. Yeah. If not, that will bring us to My Hero Academia number 304, Izuki Midoriya and Toshinori Yagi, which is a super heavy info dumb chapter that I honestly had to read a couple times to make sure I had everything straight. I still really liked it, though. I really liked what this is setting up. I like a lot of the ideas. There is some of it that, like, like I said, I had to go through it a few times. I get what they're going for, or I got, i should say I got what they were trying to get at after a while. But the idea that they're like, oh, this means that Midoriya, you probably can't pass on one for all again. I'm like, well, it's, it seems like he could as long as he finds someone quirkless. But what they're getting at is normal people aren't quirkless in this world. And like there are fewer and fewer of them. 
Yeah, so it's going to be because it was kind of like it will be extremely difficult for you to find yeah. a worthy successor who's corkless. Like All Might got basically really lucky with you because there's less and less people that are quirkless, and of them, less and less of them are going to yeah. be worthy of taking up the mantle. Although it also seems to be like, we just got two quirkless ones in a row, so surely Midoriya can find somebody. It also like made me think weird things about the movie yeah. and Baku getting the power, and that ending's bad already, so there's no real reason to hammer onto it because future manga stuff has made it kind of worse. That movie's still great, though. You should go watch My Hero movie, too. The ending's uh, a little silly, but... Yeah, well, just like most of the One Piece movies that are super fun, but just not canon, like, it it was still a good movie, just, it's not canon. That's fine. I mean... Yeah, that's the problem with the movie, with this, is that it was written by the guy to kind of fit in, and he used ideas that he was going to use for the manga, but decided not to. And problem is a strong word, also. Yeah, it might just get relegated to non-canon later. Like, they might just eventually be like, mm, no. The first one, yes, that one can just kind of slot in and be fine. This one, no. It brought up too much stuff that I decided to change later. So, we can just... That's not canon anymore. Just have this fun what-if So, if as we suspected, this is Midoriya talking to all the old uh, One for All users that have gotten sort of stronger in his head. And yep. they reveal that the one that All Might wouldn't tell him how he died, died of old age at the age of 40 because he had one for all the longest and he was trying yeah. or and he was just trying to power it up as much as he could and it took its toll because he had two quirks and all-, all might was able to use it so long because he was quirkless and so that is why it is becoming so strong in Midoriya yeah. but there probably isn't anyone quirkless he can yeah. pass it on to because it's gotten stronger so it would have a faster effect on anyone with a quirk he passed it to yeah there could be an argument although the fact that it gets faster, the stronger it gets is he could do kind of yeah. what all might did and pass it on before dying. But then that, again, that raises up a lot of other things, but I, I do like their kind of, you know, it's kind of sad, but it's like, you're going to be the last one for all user probably. And I, I like the, the tension of that. It, it is a raising of the stakes. I think it's closing doors more than opening them, but you, you are correct in that it raises the stakes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it's definitely closing doors, but I don't mind that. It, it's difficult to tell how late in the game we are, right? Yeah, because, you know, he could swerve it and keep going, but we've been going for a while, and so I don't mind closing off doors. Like, you know, it can't be a world of infinite possibility all the time. I also really like uh, Float Lady. What, what's her name? I, I don't know it off the top of my head. I'll offer my mentor. But, you so, you guys uh, talk about the ending? Yeah. The, the cliffhanger? Yeah, where she is like, all right, so, do you think you can kill Tomura? Yeah, can you kill my grandkid for me? As we already know that Midoriya has kind of decided he needs saving, so that should be a pretty tense continuation next week. Yeah, although wasn't the phrasing, do you think you can kill them? Yes, it was. Okay. So, like, it might not necessarily be, go kill my grandson for me. No, no. It's like, do you think you can do it? I am being facetious. Yeah, I'm expecting him to be like... No, but I can. I think I can save him. Yeah, we'll see. And she'll be like, that's what I wanted all along, because he's my grandkid that I never met. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say on My Hero? Nope. That'll bring us to Jutsu Kaisen, Chapter 141, The Front of the Back. What did you think of this one, Kevin? I actually really like this. I really liked the fight sequence with between Yuta and Itadori. I finally learned his name. And, like, I love the moment where Itadori manages to knock the katana away, and he's like, you're too focused on my sword, and just kicks him in the stomach. Yeah, like I've said before, Jujutsu Kaisen is real good at fight scenes, and this chapter is pretty much all fight scenes, so I really enjoyed it as well. Mm-hmm. I really like the when their two blades cross, and he manages to cut the katana in half. Yeah, at the same time that his dagger breaks and he gets cut. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. The setup between... Itadori being stabbed by Yuta because he summons Rika, who's the super strong spirit that Yuta has, to hold him in place so that he stabs him. And then we see... You want my exact note? It's the one guy. What's his name? With the power and stuff. Ask Kevin. Yep. (laughs) He'll know. (laughs) It's it's just completely... Sukuna. There we go. Yeah, there you go. I could not think of his name for the life of me. I'm like, I know it. 
Yeah, I was like, I kept wanting to say Sendoju or something. I'm like, that's not right. Sukuna. Uh, so we see Sukuna kind of like on his bone throne reacting at the end. Like, all right, here we go. Because I'm assuming this was one of the secret conditions that he laid, you know, forever ago. I thought we knew what those were, but I guess we'll see. Like, I know Yuji doesn't, but I thought we, the audience, knew. Maybe. I thought we didn't know all of them. It also might be an anime manga difference, because I did not read the manga for that. I only watched the anime. Mm-hmm. And maybe we do that under the condition. I just, I don't remember what they are. It, it were, uh, he gets the fight. What's his name? Why I can't remember anyone's name from this series, except for Itadori, who even he, I couldn't remember his name, just his first name. Uh, the other, it's not Megami. Megumi? Is that Megumi. it? Yeah, it's a, Megumi. Yeah, It's a girl's name. That's why I couldn't think of it. He wants to fight him when he gets stronger, so. Right. He gets to do that once, basically, was the condition. Yep. So, I'm interested to see what Sukuna's going to do. I like that they're setting up that so they have this one image of a snapshot of the blood manipulation guy which reminds me of that old guy's powers who was fighting in the subway who he could his power was like 24 frames a second or something like that i know who you're talking about and so this guy might have a similar curse technique which explains why he's so fast if he's able to like do something with time in that way yeah so I really liked that, and I really liked how he was like, I'm the oldest of ten siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, no, he's like, wow, why are you not dead? I'm less interested in this other fight. I'm hoping somebody shows up as a ringer. But yeah, I also like the cut, because it creates a lot of tension for what's happening with Itadori. Yeah. All, all in all, very good. Even though it was just a fight scene, it was very good. I guess yeah. it wasn't just a fight scene, but it, since it was mostly fight scene, very good. I mean, that's what Jujutsu Kaisen is best at. The anime mm. isn't disappointing by any means, but I think the weakest point of the anime is that because the fight scenes are so good in the manga, they're also good in the anime, but they aren't really better, which is usually yeah. where animes can really improve, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like in the Chainsaw Man anime, when I'm super critical of the fight scenes in the manga, I think that anime can be great. Like next yeah. level. And even Naruto, where the fight scenes are sometimes great, sometimes not, I feel like the anime has a lot to add. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Jujutsu Kaisen, not a bad anime, but I just, uh, animation doesn't make those fights any better. Luckily, they do a good enough job, it doesn't make them worse. So they're still pretty good, but. Yep. Anything else you want to say on Jujutsu Kaisen? Nope. Alrighty, that will bring us to Mashal, Magic and Muscles, Chapter 33, Mash Burned It in the Wand of Healing. I thought this chapter was okay. Like, the fight didn't really do a lot for me, especially since. You know, it is Mashal. He's not a smart dude. But the solution to this weird power was just hit the guy harder. Yes, it gave me really big All Might versus Nomu vibes, where yep. it's, oh, you have shock absorption? Okay, well, that means that there's a limit, right? I just have to beat that? Yeah, and the difference between you and me is I don't think that fight's that great. <laughs> so, I liked that moment, but I really liked Mashal being like uh, talking about Finn and being like, yeah, he's weak, but... He stood up to an opponent that he could not beat and re- refused to back down, and you insulted him, and no one insults my friends. And yeah. then he manages to beat the guy, and he's like, I'm a million times stronger than you. Do you think you can stand up just like Finn did? Yeah, and like that stuff's all pretty decent. It went fairly high for me for that, and I knew you would bring that up. It just it didn't really get me. But I, it was like, I, but I'll, like on a critical level, you know, you will sometimes say, hey, you know, turn your brain off and have fun. I almost had the mm-hmm. reverse here of like, uh, from a critical level, I can understand that this is pretty good, but it did not get me in the feels like it was trying. That's fair. It like, it wasn't, uh, you know, the best punch to the feels that I've ever taken, but it was definitely very good. The, the art also just, it looked very one piece, like Mash will keep punching him, looked very gun gum gatling. Yeah. And, like, obviously I love One Piece, so there's nothing wrong with that. It just didn't. I was like, oh, is Mashal going to have to, like, actually think his way out of this or do something clever or accident his way into something clever? And so I was just a little disappointed. It's like, no, I just punch a lot. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on it? I am talking down on it, but, like, I didn't dislike this chapter. No, I'm good. Alrighty. Next up, we have Ayakashi Triangle, Chapter 35, Soga and Kurogi. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I still thought it was pretty good, but seemed like shenanigans that had happened before. Yeah. Like they it, haven't, but well. I I get what you're meaning. And that's kind of my, I don't want to say continuing, but like I want Ayakashi Triangle to do something. It feels very much like it's treading water and it treading mm-hmm. water is just like a, a slightly ver- worse version of we never learn. Right. 
Yeah. And, and without We Never Learn Around, there's room for that. It is playing with a new relationship, at least. We've not seen Rio and Soga together before. And so establishing that they have a relationship is pretty fun. Yeah. And I do kind of like the like misunderstanding of Suzu's friends telling Matt Sorry, no, you got to go talk to him. If he gets a girlfriend, you won't be able to talk to him anymore. And he's like, what? If my best friend gets a girlfriend, I won't be able to talk to him anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so he goes and runs off. They're like, you go get him, Matsuri. Yeah. And like the, the shenanigan of like, oh, I'll put a sticker on you. So you're scared of Matsuri is like pretty good. Rio stating what's going on at the end is not my favorite, but it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Had a good time. Yeah. And it feels like they're setting up for something. Like I said, I feel like we now have three people who in a fight I am perfectly happy to see. Four if you count Shiragane, and almost five with Suzu. So I feel like we are well positioned for something. Yeah. I just want them to pull the trigger, which has been my complaint about Ayakash Triangle for a little while now. Yeah, so hopefully that'll happen. But yeah, it was it was a still a pretty fun ride. Next up we have Build King Chapter 15, the crystallization of vigor. I enjoyed Build King, but like all the exposition is starting to wear thin. Like I was super excited for it at first of like, oh, this is a cool power system. And what they introduce here is complicated in a Hunter Hunter way. And I like it, but like I need more show and less tell at this point. Yeah. Also, the idea Satan Hills is a great name for an evil neighborhood. Yes. But like it. So this manga desperately wants to be Hunter Hunter, right? It does seem that way, huh? Like, they introduced, I mean, admittedly, he was introduced beforehand, but we've got our own Hisoka, and <laughs> we're introducing the complicated vigor talent thing, and it's just like, I like, listen, man, Hunter Hunter's really good, but may- maybe scale back on the, uh, the plagiarism just a little bit. Well, with the power explanation, I super got that, but I didn't even make the Hisoka connection with this guy, because Hisoka is so good, like, it, it like top-tier character, really, in my opinion. And this character is just, like, the evil guy to me? You're not wrong. I just didn't make that connection even a little bit. That's how Ahsoka is initially in, like, when we first meet him. But even that... No, you're absolutely right. In in that first tournament. Except for, like, his design is so good, and also, like, the way he preys on people is so much better than this. The way he's introduced is so much stronger. Yes, I completely agree. I just more meant that here is the clearly evil guy who's way stronger than he has any right to be, who is attacking one of the instructors. Yeah, you, no, you're right on all that. He seems way more villain of the arc than Hisoka is, although Hisoka seems that way when he's first introduced as well. So, Yeah, I'm assuming this guy's also going to be villain of the arc, but like, I was just getting huge Hisoka vibes off of it, like inferior vibes, but... I, I suppose the theory of, eh, if he's not going to do Hunter Hunter, I might as well. Like, <laughs> like, I can kind of respect that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I still enjoyed the chapter, but it's it just like, that's just been running in the back of my mind of like, so we're, uh, we're reading Hunter Hunter again, huh? I, I, okay. I, it's a good manga. I don't know that I have anything uh, better to say than that, if you want to move along. Sure. Next up, we have Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin, Chapter 33, Sunken Ruins, Part 10. What did you think of Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin this week, Kevin? I really liked it. This had a couple of turns that I wasn't expecting. So, like I guess last time, Saojima actually did get the cult leader, you know, snuck up on him and got him into an armbar. And then I love that Orpheus and the captain pull out guns and the one fisherman is like, really? Those toys? Look, you're shown in protagonist. You should know better. <laughs> I yeah. do feel like say with Jima with a gun should still be scary. We'll see. Oh yeah, how, totally. How with that. Yes, although but I also just... see someone underestimating him and being like, "No, manga gun." Yes, but I I just loved it. It was like you know he he calls him out on it. And they're like, "Crap, this guy," and you know builds the tension with the water cascading into the room because the temple's awakening or whatever. Yeah, and the mermaid princess shows up and she betrays them, but not really. Maybe. Yeah. That's what I meant by a couple of the twists. Like, yeah. oh, she's she was working for them. You know, that, that kind of makes sense. But wait, no, maybe they actually turned her first. Yeah, it, it's hard to say. But I do really like them crushing uh, the oxygen for Seiwa Jima. Like, yeah, the initiation for the cult is you go in this room and we drown you. So hope you don't drown. Hope you've yep. shown it up. <laughs> I hope your name is in the uh, title. 
<laughs> yes. I hope this manga isn't actually called Cool Cult Friends. <laughs> so yeah, I, I did really like this chapter. Uh, so did I. Anything else you had to say on it? No. Last but not least, we have Mission Yozakura Family, Mission 73, Fear. Similar criticisms of last week where I just like the fight here doesn't do it for me. Like the way mm-hmm. it's drawn specifically. I do, I do like how we seem to be moving to a conclusion for this arc. Or not to a conclusion, but towards a climax. Yeah. With the stakes raising, I don't think we're going to get any more throwaway fights. I don't either. So I like that. You know, we got Futaba, we got this brother's fight. And then we'll probably have, if not just the elder brother and blanking on his name. Tayo. Tayo. I could see Tayo getting two also. One with the brother, maybe. Yeah. But it might be a, all right, we're going to like all get together to take these people on. Could be that too, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have much to say on it like I haven't before. Hopefully, if it does move towards more of a climax, that'll be different next week. Yeah. I was still liking it, though. I liked the, I kind of liked the, the brother talking about, oh, I saw the Tyo doing the bloodletting thing, and that reminded me of how I can stop my blooming. So, like, thank you for taking that opportunity and clearing my head. Yeah. Uh, but then the guy dies anyway, so. Yeah, but, well, maybe? I- I'm pretty like, sure I he know- got self-destructed. I don't think he exploded. I think he's still fine. Oh, maybe. Maybe you're right. Because they mentioned not everybody had the self-destruct chips. Yeah, but I assume that's so that they can still have some villains, and so that kid can fight Tayo. Yeah, but I'm assuming that this top-ranking dude, who's like made out of metal, didn't have one, or could have just Could removed be. it. Could be. But I kind of liked he's got like this smile at the end. Kind of, because he finally felt he finally felt fear, so he finally felt something, which I guess was nice for him. Yeah, not amazing, but still pretty good. All right, I think that will all send us into Jump Guard. Jump Card is a segment where we rank all 20 series in Shonen Jump, not just the stuff we talk about every week. What do you have at number 20, Kevin? That's where I put high school family. Same. Hey, they're like a family, but they're in high school. That's the joke. Get it? Ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. Whoa. What do you have at 19? That's where I put me and Robico. Same. It was a little better, like the premise is funny, but none of the jokes really land. Yeah. It just, it feels really forced. You know, it feels like this entire chapter was trying to set up the punchline. Yeah. And it didn't do it well. Yeah. Uh, what do you have at 18? That's where I put I tell C. I, I, I thought that was probably where you would put I tell C. I want to talk about I tell C. That's fair. I don't have it much higher because it's not good. And I won't argue that it is. But it's wild. And like, it's, that's it's something. definitely wild. Yes, <laughs> that's definitely something. But I was like, I felt like we were kind of having like a bit of a moment with why this girl is still able to do what she does. And it's like, she's able to help this, uh, this guy's a serial killer, but you know, it was based off a bunch of past trauma and she was able to help him get over that. Yeah. And, and you know, the theme of the story is supposed to be that criminals, you know, commit crimes and require compassion. I assume that, the character they've introduced here is to be the counterpoint to say not all criminals though, but I understand what you're saying. And then it's like suddenly the rug is drawn out from under you. Right. Yeah. Which I think is on purpose. I actually have almost the opposite reaction of you where all of that. I was like, I get it. Cool. Like this is what we've established. We really needed this a couple chapters ago. Yeah, that's totally fair. And then they just like go into sixth gear and are like, Oh, but the plot needs to happen. Cause no one likes this manga. And like this thing yeah. you've been hinting at, like, oh yeah, you know that person that you hate and everything? They were right next to you all along. Yeah. Like, it's it's not good, but it, it was wild, and that put it above a few things for me. Fair. I got Black Clover at 18. I figured. Hey, let's have a flashback to some training we did. Hey, remember all the training we did? What if we did more training? And then we could <laughs> Kamehameha. And then there are medium-ranked devils. Oh no! They're <laughs> medium-ranked. Like, in... Uh, 
I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of things like Jujutsu Kaisen, where all the enemies are at the top rank, right? Jujutsu Kaisen does a really good job with it, with being like, yeah, it's because the administration does a bad job of ranking things. Yeah. But, like, there's a reason that you don't just, like, the big twist is not medium-ranked opponents. <laughs> yeah. Because it's... Ugh. Because it just it it just makes it seem like you're you're the scrubs in the middle, like you don't fight the important guys. Yeah, there's definitely a bit of that. So yeah, did not super care for it. What did you have at seventeen? That's where I put Phantom Seer. Same for me. It went above Black Clover mostly because of the imagery at the end, which I yeah. found like creepy and like in a good way. But a lot of it, like a lot of the fight scene stuff, had like Black Clover issues in my opinions, where it felt yeah. messy and like I just didn't care and it wasn't fun to follow. Yeah. And then it's, you know, it is that trope of, all right, we use the, we use our special technique and the villain is totally fine. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Well, and and that can work super well sometimes, but again, if it's just the trope. Yep. Uh, What do you have at 16? That's where I put Sakamoto days. Same, actually. Like, the whole start of the thing was kind of fun with them infiltrating the place. You know, like the banter between the three of them was pretty good. But then it just kind of like takes a sharp turn. Yeah, and, like, they're trying to build world-building stuff and be like, hey, this is going to be a major arc, but it ends up making the chapter just feel real setup-y. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not, nothing super interested me that they threw out. Yeah. Uh, what do you have at 15? That's where I put Undead Unluck. Okay. This kind of just felt like the, you know, hey, here's the reason that we shouldn't, here's the reason that we shouldn't be fighting one another. I can't do that because the plot has to happen. Yeah. It it felt really weird, too, like, because the betrayal, it didn't just happen. It was a whole arc ago, and I think the longest arc of Undead and Luck so far as well. Mm-hmm. But it feels like it just happened yesterday that he betrayed them, and they're like, hey, what if you didn't betray us, though? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just felt very weird to me. But 15's where I put ITLC. Because, sure. like I said, it wasn't good, but it was wild. And, like, yep. that's better than Sakimoto days being nothing. Sure. Oh, what do you have at 14? That's where I put the elusive samurai. Okay. It also felt very setup-y to me. Yeah, it's still it's still very good. Like I said, I really liked a lot of stuff this week. So this is starting to get where, you know, like, I like this stuff. This was pretty good. But yeah, it's just the setup into the next opponent and how they're going to teach the guy archery because he doesn't have the muscles for swordsmanship. Yep. Which kind of makes sense. Basically, like... I love the the thing of like uh, even when you're striking at the target, the rest of your body is trying to run away. Yeah, I'm nodding. You can't see that. Doesn't yeah, help you. like that was pretty good. So they're like, "Oh well, archery," and he was like, "Oh yeah, I used to do archery when I was a kid." So it's like, "All right, cool. We'll work on that." And then the evil. Oh well, here I found your new teacher. He's trying to murder you. Make sure he doesn't have fun. <laughs> yeah, um, 14's where I put on undead unluck. Said sure. he's on it pretty much already. What do you have thir- at 13? That's where I put Nine Dragons Ball Parade. Okay. Again, just kind of setup-y. For sure. And, like, I, I'm still liking it. But just the fact that the whole thing was like, we need to get this guy. I know why. And then, like, the cliffhangers, I know why you quit baseball, was kind of just like, all right, so, like, I'll be excited next week. <laughs> I got Mission Yuzakura family at 13. Sure. Yeah, just uh, excited for the forward momentum, but the main event here is the fight, and it didn't do much for me. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number 12? That's where I put Build King. Okay. Like I said, I like it. Got some cool stuff going on, but me noticing that this guy is just an inferior version of Ahsoka, and this manga desperately wants to be Hunter Hunter, just constantly plays in the back of my head. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but you're not Hunter Hunter. <laughs> 12 is where I put Magu-chan. Okay. This, like, story arc is just not clicking for me. Like, sure. thematically, I get what they're going for. It seems like a good, like, sort of, like, angling for an eventual conclusion with this character. Mm-hmm. Thematically, it all works. Like, uh, Rory being like, yeah, he's more like family to me. Like, yeah, that plays, but it all just, like, something about it seems off. In That's stakes fair. or in, it's it's difficult to put a finger on exactly. Yeah, it went a little bit higher for me, and I'll talk about it when I get there. And, like, the box of instant curry as a way to, like, fix the problem. Like, that seemed totally dissonant to throw that joke in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you have at 11? Uh, that's where I put Mission Yuzakura. Okay. That's where I put Elusive Samurai. Okay. 
I really like the art on the archer and like just the archery poses. It really fits the style well. And yeah. It's super set up, like you said, but this arc I'm way more excited for than previous Elusive Samurai stuff. I frequently yeah. talk about with Elusive Samurai how I feel like it's a little too late. A little too late, and this doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have at number 10? That's where I put Black Clover. I do understand the... Now we'll be facing medium-ranked demons, but I just kind of like that shot of all of them using the their ultimate magic to wipe out the scrubs, basically. Like, they all use their clear the screen button. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 I thought it was super a cool shot. To me, but yeah. Uh, I thought it was a why, cool shot. That's why we rank stuff separately. It's not a democracy. Mm-hmm. Ten's where I put Build King. Okay. The, like, complexity of the magic system, for lack of a better term, is interesting. And a lot of that is Satan Hills is a funny enough gag to me that... Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah, all right, Build King, yeah. And like I said... If we're, if we're not getting Hunter Hunter, we might as well get this. Yeah. What do you have at number nine? That's where I put Maga-chan. Really, the thing that put it for, up for me was just how Ruri was being throughout the whole encounter. Like, they're having this serious discussion, and she was like, Oh, that reminds me. We should go have some curry. Hey, you want to go have some curry with us? And just the, like, even him calling it out, like, we're, like, having a serious discussion here. She was like, yeah, but we should go do that at the ski resort. Just, I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, like I said, it just, tonally, it didn't feel like it worked to me. That's fair. I got nine dragons at nine. You're okay. right, super setup-y, but I like the, like, two-facedness of this character. Two-faced is the wrong word, because that implies he's nefarious in some way. Mm-hmm. But I like, I, I just, the humor really hit with him for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm game for this. Yeah. What do you have at number eight? That's where I put Ayakashi Triangle. Okay. I just think everything else above it was better. And that's what really kind of dropped it down here was this was just kind of another shenanigans chapter that wasn't super funny, was still pretty good. But I think everything else either had an emotional impact, some interesting ideas, or was just done a little bit better. Eight is where I put Mashal. Okay. Like I said, I just disappointed by the solution to the problem, but I still really Fair. enjoyed it. In what I like you said, I thought this was a very good Shonen jump. Mm-hmm. That's where it landed. What do you have at Lucky 7? That's where I put Witch Watch. Okay. I really liked it. I I liked the kind of inner turmoil that Morihito is having. And he's like, kind of, does when he finally goes, I'm an ogre. And everyone's like, okay. And just his reaction of like, but aren't, like, everyone else has been pissed when they found out about that. And I love how they were like, she's a witch, and I was literally flying just now. What makes you think you being ogre, <laughs> an ogre sounds outlandish anymore? Yeah. I enjoyed it. I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 7. Okay. The, the cut at the end was a little like, hey, I don't care about this fight as much. Although, like I said, I appreciate the tension it brings to the fight before, which I thought was mm-hmm. very good. But like you said, I thought the other stuff had emotional impact mm-hmm. above it, and this kind of didn't. That's fair. Uh, what do you have at number six? That's where I put Hard Bolt, Cop, and Dolphin. Really like the kind of double twist at the end, where it's, you know, she's been working for us the whole time, or has she? And I'm just excited to see what goes on, what else is going to go on with it. Yeah. Uh, six is where I put Witch Watch. Sure. I found, like, the conflict in the middle to be kind of forced, but agree with you on pretty much every point. Yeah. Oh, what do you have at number five? That's where I put Mashal. Just that that last line of like, I'm a million times stronger. Do you think you can be as strong as Finn? Got me. If it didn't get you as much. Yeah, I kind of expected you to say that. To to be entirely honest. Five's where I put Ayakashi Triangle. Again, I like these like newly introduced relationship. It makes a lot of sense. It works well. There's a lot. It opens doors. And I Mm -hmm. did think the shenanigans were pretty funny. Even if it's not what I want it to be, it's still pretty good. Oh, yeah. No, still good. Oh, what do you have at number four? That's where I put my hero. Okay. I really like a lot of what's going on, and this is a raising of the stakes, so I am excited to see what will come of this. Yeah. Four's where I got hard-boiled cop and dolphin. Okay. Uh, I don't know that I have much more to say about it. It was a tense chapter the entire time. I really like where it's going. What do you have at number three? That's where I put one piece. Same. Real exciting, but like I yeah. said, like just not a lot of substance in the end. Yeah, you know, it's kind of advanced, because part of the problem is there's like six separate storylines going on, 
but it balances them well in a way that makes it a real page turner. Like every time you turn the page, there's something different and exciting happening and they're all little advancements. Yeah. And that's why I said I didn't want to fault it at all. Like it is juggling these six storylines amazingly well, but you can't have, you know, every single chapter having this major job, you know, jaw dropping climax or conclusion or, you know, some kind of twist. So it's, this was definitely a good juggling of all those storylines where everything advanced a little bit and like I enjoyed the whole read. What do you have at number two? That's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. I just really liked that fight scene w- between Yuta and Itadori, especially with the, like I said, the line that I liked where he takes out the katana and just kicks him in the stomach like you're too focused on my sword. Yeah. It's a really big thing of, I'm a huge fan of like, this isn't the weapon I am. Yeah. Two is where I put My Hero Academia. I, I think we said our okay. full piece on that. Um, the cliffhanger yeah. at the end really got me uh, a bunch mm-hmm. of the stuff that's revealed, even though I had to read it multiple times. I really liked it. I'm a mm-hmm. little surprised their number one is the same. I think that really? means I made the right choice. Yeah. I think I was just on a real Dr. Stone high because the manga or the anime this week caught up to where I I started reading the manga. Like gotcha. exactly. And so I went back and looked through some manga stuff and I specifically just was looking at Sukasa moments and gotcha. then this chapter hit. Okay. So I felt yeah. super primed for it. I'm not even I'm not even watching the anime. So like to show you that's how good this chapter was. Yeah. It also it's kind of a cheat, right? A little bit, yeah. And cuz I was thinking the entire time, they're not going to kill Kohaku. They can kill Hi- Hyoga. I'll believe that. Boichi's not going to send his hot girl to the grave, even if she's got yeah. a sister that's just as hot. <laughs> and I, it seems like a waste to kill Sukasa. This is an easy way for him to go out. We will see. It is you know, Sukasa being like, well, I died once before. I wonder if the petrification can bring back the dead. Guess we'll yep. see. After we see Hyoga get shot in the head, basically. Yeah. But they succeed in taking out the communication equipment. I don't know that that's real mission success just because Senku doesn't know they succeeded. Yeah. Like, they need to Samurai Jack this. He needs to know that they know that. Yes. And I feel like Stanley knows that. But that doesn't make it a bad chapter, like I said. Like, really hit me hard in the feels. Yeah. Well, even with the, even with him not necessarily, like, it's still mission success even if he doesn't know if they took care of it. Because I'm assuming he's just going to assume that they did. Oh, that could be true. Like, that that's a total Senku move of, oh yeah, they took care of it. Yeah, Tsukasa, Kyoga, and, and uh, Kohaku, yeah, they got it. Yeah. And, like, the super good Kohaku bit in the middle where she's like, oh man, I've always fought alone. It's like, my back's always been super cold in a fight. Yeah. But now I have these two strong boys behind me. Yeah, and... The Sukasa moment's great where he, you know, he takes down the MMA woman and yeah. he's like, yes, excellent. And then gets shot because yeah. he's like, you know, he kind of flashes back to guns or what was the problem with yep. the old world. And like, that's what did me in. Finished out from the beginning. You don't have a gun. You can't beat Sukasa. You, yep. you do have a gun. You have a fucking gun. Just shoot that yep. guy. It doesn't matter how, str- how shown in he is. Just shoot him. Yeah. And so that was just a really powerful moment. And that last page of him just like collapsed against the tree bed being like, well, Senku, this is all in your hands now. was just excellent. Yeah, it's super good. All right. On that note, shall we talk about Haikyuu after the break? Yeah. All right. We read volume two and we will talk about good volleyball boys after the break. Alrighty, we read Haikyuu Volume 2 this week. What did you think, Evan? It's really good. I'm really liking Haikyuu. Like, this is a... I understand why it got 300 plus chapters and a huge following. Yeah. Way better when you start from the start, so to speak. Yes. This is a real action-packed volume, too, because we get the conclusion of that... The three-on-three game. High stakes and air quotes game three-on-three that they're doing, as well as a full practice game against a high-ranking team later. Yep. Which is just practice, but like it it still feels like a step up. Yeah, well, it's very important for Hinata 
And I was honestly surprised they won, to be honest. Me too. But, like, I think it works because it's a practice game. They don't really win anything, right? And they even are like, oh, their star was only in for, like, four serves. Yeah. It doesn't count. Yeah, so, like, I I realized that as well, but, like, I was kind of expecting them to have, we almost won, but then their ace showed up, and then we lost, kind of thing. I I think the reason, I I could definitely have seen it going that way. That's, like, the good Mm -hmm. despair, all we gotta get stronger moment, right? Yeah. But because Hinata is so nervous, which super tracks with him, given his actions in the first chapter, right? Yep. He, he, I feel like, needs this victory in a way, even though he's gotten yeah. over his nervousness by that point anyway. Yeah, but still super powerful. So I guess to go back to the the three-on-three battle, I really liked them discussing at the end of it. Like, we were expecting the two of them to sort of work together, and then we would get a team. So they had, like, 10 plus 10 equals 20, and it's the two of them holding, like, sticks. And what we got was this. 10 times 10 equals 100, and it's, I forget the setter's name, but holding a bazooka with Hanada loaded in it. Yeah. It's a pretty good image. (laughs) Will not lie. Yeah, this, even though I, I just talked about how important the win is for Hinata, this volume is really more focused on Kageyama. Yep. As the setter. Yeah, it really is. There's definitely a lot of it focused on Hanada, but definitely a lot of Kageyama, like kind of the both of them. Yeah. And Tsukishima, who's the cold, tall guy that they are facing in the three on three that they then have to team up with, obviously, when they're actually a full team. Yep. But yeah, because the team they go for the practice match against is filled with people who played with Kageyama in middle school. It super becomes about him, and they're all like, yeah, he's really good, but like he's terrible at teamwork. But the climax of the three-on-three is Kageyama being like, hey, Hinata, just like, don't even look for the ball. Just get into the position where you can hit it best, and I yeah, will and I'll, send it to you. And I'll serve it to you. Yeah, and, like Hinata is literally closing his eyes. He's like, yeah, it was just on the palm of my hand. It works the first time, but then he keeps like hitting Hinata by accident, but Hinata like, keeps doing it. Yeah, and I really love, he was like, I know I told you to not look at the ball, but I didn't expect you to close your eyes. And he was like, well, if I're open, I'll look for the ball. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I trust you, man. Really? You trust me? And like, everyone's pointing out like, wow, he trusts him 100% on like the drop of that dime? Yeah. Yeah, it's super good. And I also like that, like, Kageyama kind of comes up with their plan based on that game. He's like, yeah, no, he not as our decoy. Like, he'll be our quit set. That's how we'll get points at first. I thought that was the captain that came up with that plan. No, they come up with it together. But the way it's blocked, I'm certain. Because the captain asks, how do you think we should use him? And then Kageyama explains it. So I'm pretty sure that we're supposed to. Gotcha. Imply that Kageyama came up with it. Because in the three-on-three, that's what they do. They they yep. get so focused on Hinata that he starts serving to the other guy. Or setting yep. to. And there's well, just because, no one to block him. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that where it's, you'll be the greatest decoy. Which, you know, leads to the, because we know the end of this. But Hinata finally becoming his own greatest decoy. Yeah. Which will probably feel much more powerful later on. Yeah. Like, if I, you know, go back and read that again. But it's a really cool thing where it was kind of like, you're the greatest decoy, so you'll score some points early, but then we'll probably stop giving it to you as much early on. And he's kind of a little bit depressed about it. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I don't get to be the ace. He's like, you're still super freaking important. Like, you have to be bombastic and score a bunch of really cool points so that you are a decoy. Yeah. You have to look like you're the ace. Mm Mm-hmm. I also like how that puts him in a blocking position where he's really weak because of he's short, but it's like, we'll deal with it. Just like, don't block the spikes. Just focus on like deflecting them, and then I'll set to you. Yeah, because they were like, no, he's not going to be able to block the spikes down. He's not going to be able to block downward, but he can, with his uh, reflexes and speed, can definitely get under it. And so we can try and go for a return. Yeah. Yeah, all very, like, I love the fact that they have the coach i guess he, he's their advisor he's specifically not their coach yes the advisor being like i don't know anything about volleyball so he like oh these are the positions and like we get like, you know more volleyball talk please explain volleyball to the audience who might not know about volleyball because i don't yep i don't know all of the stuff like i you know i've played it a basic game of volleyball yeah i also but... do not know much about volleyball i know i was serving in rotations work but that's yeah. about it and I, I yeah i know about like the you know you can't you got to touch it with your fingertips 
kind of thing. You can't like. Yeah, I know the, the rules ball. of volleyball. I don't know yeah. any of the any of the strategies or any of the complexities. Like I, you know, I know about the position, uh, the setter. Yeah, but I don't know like, you know, oh, these are the these are the positions, and you know, there's again, there's the complexity of having that rotation where it's not like, all right, cool, here's our team. Well, they've got to rotate every serve. Or not every serve, but every uh, serve change. Yeah. So, yeah, then they go to their practice games, but suddenly Hinata's super nervous because for the first time he can be replaced because in middle school he basically was the team. Yep. And he's, like, super worried about uh, pissing out Kabeyama because he seems to, like, be sort of in charge of it. Yeah, and through a bunch of misunderstandings, he thinks that this practice game is way more important or, like, it's so important, but he thinks it's way more important than it really is. You know, like, he feels like he's going to be cut from the team if he screws up. Well, he's just afraid he's going to be benched. He's not really afraid he's going to be cut, but he's like, oh, man, True. I want to play as much as I can. But, like, I'm the noob, and, like, there's two other noobs. One's really tall and one's really good. Mm-hmm. But I do love how he acts. He loses in the game by hitting Kagiyama with a serve. And he's like, oh, God, that's the worst I can do. And Kageyama's just like, uh, so, like, what are you afraid of? Like, hit, what's worse than hitting me with a serve? He's like, that's the worst thing I could possibly do. And Kageyama's yeah. just like, cool. Now you can't screw up anymore. And he works yeah. on that. You, yeah, you've literally done the worst thing that you can think of. Now let's play this goddamn game. Yeah, it's, it's super good. With his, you know, the other team being like, oh, he's, you know, just a needy prissy guy. It, yeah. It's never going to work. But that working out really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, it's just really good. I really like all the characters, and I'm super excited at the end when the their advisor is trying to get them their coach that coached the little giant and was super good. Yep. And we find out that their ace has just been away because he was too passionate about something, yeah. and he's back. And they're at the end of that. The enemy ace is just getting them off serves, and he shows up and it's like, "Wow, no, our rookie's really good." Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I really like the moment where Hinata does the, like, cross-court shuffle, where he, like, he blocks it on the left-hand side, and then for the return is on the right-hand side, which, like, completely throws them off. And I I like the one line one of the guys had of, like, the only thing that can keep up with Hinata is the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I also love the bit where the, uh, the other team's coach is analyzing them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, obviously, Kageyama is super, super good. But that they have this other short kid in the uh, rotation who clearly has never played before must mean he mm-hmm. just has an incredible amount of talent. And you can see yep. it. Yeah. And I also like how he's like, they're like, well, didn't you try and get him? And he was like, well, I think the only reason Kageyama is doing this is because he went to Karusino, Car- Carcino, yeah. whatever Because he's playing with that kid who's got all that talent. Yeah, like something must have, because, you know, he used to be a prima donna, something must have happened to make him change that, and it was probably that kid. So if he had come over here, he wouldn't be doing this right now, and we wouldn't want him. Yeah. Also, he's not actually as good as our setter. Yeah. Although I like how later on their setter is like, oh yeah, Kageyama's definitely better at setting than me. Yeah. But I'm better at returning, blocking, and... Serving. Serving. So, while he has me beat on setting, I've got him beat on everything else. Yeah. Don't you hate talented types? And he's like, no, I hate pretty boys like you, actually. Yeah. Well, I like how the one guy's like, aren't you supposed to say then I'll get better at ser- at, at setting than him? Yeah. So yeah, still super enjoying Haikyuu. Again, like you said, it's totally get it. I, I think mm-hmm. I'm more into sports manga than you are. Definitely. It's not that I don't like them. They just tend to, you know, if I were to put them in rankings, they just tend to do worse. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm like I've said a hundred times. I'm here for the shonen. I'm here for the scream so loud about your friends that you beat up somebody by screaming, mm. as well. But like, sports stories really work for me. Was there anything else you wanted to say? Nope. That'll just leave us with personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the very top, speaking of about yelling about your friends, we have Uzumaki Naruto from Naruto. At the bottom, mm-hmm. we have Koku from Flame of Rekka. And dead in the center, we have Red from Pokemon Adventures. We have Shoya Hinata, the main character of Haikyuu, at 24, above Chihaya Ayase and below Ak- uh, uh, Akito Takagi from Bakuman. 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he moves. I don't think so either. Kageyama is the obvious character to add, right? Yep. Frequently, the rival character is better than the main character, but I don't know that I think he's better than Hinata, really. What? How, what's your instinct? Yeah, that sounds about right, too. There's just something about Hinata that brings a lot more energy to everything. Yeah. That said, I actually do think he goes right below Hinata. That's fair. Because right below him, we have Chihaya from Chiafuria, and below that, we have Fuko from Flame of Rekka. Yeah, I would put him above those. Yeah, same. Okay, easy. Yep. Tobio Kageyama goes at number 25, above Chiase and below Shoyo. Uh, so speaking of classic sports manga, next week we are going to be reading Slam Dunk, which is in many ways considered the classic, at least according to Bakuman. And Bakuman's never wrong, right? Correct. So uh, join us for that. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistwipe by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wend on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out our past episodes on other volumes of Haikyuu and Slam Dunk, as well as the other podcasts I do, like It's a Gundam, where I talk about Gundam. (laughs) Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Not this week. Have a great week, everybody.